I, I, what's happened? What's happened to Tom? <laughs> like, well, it's funny you say that because we concluded our Tom Hanks track last night. So oh, we are we are coming fresh off a lot of Hanks thoughts. So where did Pinocchio land? The second overall. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> After Forrest goes Philadelphia, then Pinocchio. <laughs> I'm kicking it off this week. Oh wow, you're the guy. That's that guy. Ninth overall. My third overall, my last, the carry picks. You know, we talked last time about the simple comedy concepts. It's a very simple idea, and you plug it in with a really talented performer, and you just let them go to work. Like when you get a mask that turns you into a superhero, or when a kid puts a spell on you and you can only tell the truth. Don't take mine. Or maybe you get split personalities. 20th Century Fox presents... Boy, you can't beat the open road! <laughs> the story of two guys. So it's true. Charlie is a schizo. Trapped in one body. What the hell are you still doing here? You can't get rid of me, Hank. Hank! In love with the same girl. I never wanted to sleep with you, Hank. You tricked me. Come on, don't be mad. Now, I warned you about that, buddy. Warned me about what? Charlie? Uh-huh. Jim Carrey. Look, I'm not here to twist your niblets. What? Sound good, candy pants. Myself and Irene. I mean, you should be furious. I just drop kicked you right in the face. Hey, it happens. I wanted Son that. of a bitch. Yeah. Cross that off my list. <laughs> From 2000, me, myself, and Irene. <laughs> I'm not leaving till the morning, but you know the rules when I get back. No bitches after 11. He's a funny <laughs> motherfucker, ain't he, kids? <laughs> Before I forget, this is the Fairley Brothers run. This is their first five. 1994, Dumb and Dumber. 1996, Kingpin. 1998, Something About Mary. 1999, Outside Providence. 2000, Me, Myself, and Irene. Is that the best opening five of a comedy director ever? Is anyone even close to that? I don't think I've seen that fourth one. Outside Providence? Yeah. Oh, it's it's not it's not a straight comedy like the others are. It's not like slapsticky. It's more grounded in reality, but it's very good. It's uh I mean it is funny, but it's just not on the comedy sphere like those others are. Jim Carrey, Renee Zellweger, Chris Cooper, Robert Forrester, Richard Jenkins, and Anthony Anderson as one of the triplets. This is the first time I remember seeing Anthony Anderson. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> yeah. And the dude from old school who got uh, stuck in the sewer, the real big guy. Yes. Yeah. So if you're unfamiliar with the plot, Jim Carrey plays a Rhode Island State trooper who gets married to Trailer Howard, who you might recall was in a little film called Dirty Work. Anyone? Anyone? Mm-hmm. Dirty Work? On his wedding day, unbeknownst to Jim, his wife falls in love with their limo driver played by Tony Cox. Cut to the birth of Carrie's first child, and the baby is black. 
<laughs> Two seconds later, there's another baby coming. And then another. Cut to a couple of years later. Jim is having this delightful backyard barbecue with a bunch of people he works with. And we see the three triplets playing in this tiny pool. It's very quaint and kind of beautiful. And one of his cop buddies, every cop in this movie, which is great, they all have the crew cut and the little mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. White skinny guys, they all look exactly the same. And he's saying how, have you noticed, you know, like uh, your kids seem to have this year-round tan. It's between you and me. Did you ever notice that your kids have sort of a year-round tan? Yeah, well, uh, my great-grandmother's half Italian. Half Italian? Yeah. Well, that's probably why the water beats off the hair, huh? Yeah, so? I mean, a lot of people have different kind of hair. Oh, yeah. I mean, what are you, what are you, what are you uh, getting at? Oh, no, no, I'm just saying it's... Yeah. Come on, Charlie, God damn it! Those kids' dicks are bigger than them sausages. See, knock it off, Aaron. Those are my children you're talking about. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I don't know. I, You know, my, my grandmother was half Italian. Just kind of brushes it off. <laughs> and everyone knows something happened. He's the only guy that refuses to believe that his wife cheated on him and these aren't his kids. But that does not stop him from loving his his black triplets with every fiber of his being. This movie is actually really sweet. It, you know, we talked yeah. a little bit about how the Fairleys have heart. <clears throat> yeah. and they're very good at balancing. This movie is just, it's such a nice, I mean, it's its very funny, but it's such a sweet concept. It's like, these clearly aren't his kids. But from the jump, he's just like the best, sweetest dad ever. And they're constantly telling each other how much they all love each other. It's really, it's just a really endearing film. And the he balance lets him is, watch Richard Pryor as a young kid. <laughs> that's what that's what snaps them, and that's yeah. when they start cursing. I mean, my favorite scenes really in this film, as good as Carrie is, is any scene with the triplets. Any, scene. yeah, yeah, truly. The fact because that they're the, geniuses yeah. that just yeah. curse like sailors all the yes. time is hysterical. arguing over quantum physics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 You're gonna be dumb. <laughs> like, damn, I can't figure out the atomic mass of this motherfucking deuteron. Shit, man, that shit's simple. Look at Tell me this. What? Tell me what? This. What's a deuteron made up of? Duh, a proton and a neutron. Then what's this motherfucking electron doing right there? I don't know. But get out of there then! Okay, so you're saying I add up the atomic masses of the proton and the neutron, right? Mm hmm. I seize that, but what do I do with the goddamn electron? Can I bring it over here? Enrico Fermi'd roll over in his motherfucking grave if he heard that stupid shit. I mean, he just turn over ass up in your face. He wouldn't give a fuck. Man, Jamal, man, just cut my man some slack, dog. Look here, man, I'm just trying to help him save face, all right? I mean, you know, he keep asking questions like that. Motherfuckers gonna think he's stupid. Man, stupid. Oh, Where's shit. Thomas? No way, Dad. Hey, oh, Pops, how you doing, oh, man? Oh, what's all the commotion down here? Oh, you know, just school shit and shit. How's my little guy doing? Struggling. This quantum physics is confusing. If I don't buckle down, I'm gonna give myself another B plus. Ooh, that'd be whack. <laughs> He's so fucking dumb. He think calculus is a goddamn emperor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you think polypeptides are motherfucking toothpaste. <laughs> oh, I gotta get out of here. I don't want to have to bust a cat. <laughs> Kisses. Mwah. Mwah, daddy. <laughs> Any scene with them. I mean, they're building planes before. By the age of like seven, <laughs> yeah. Any scene that they're in is so—it's such an ingenious concept to make them brilliant. But also, they talk like Richard Pryor. 
Yeah, that's inspired that idea. It's like, okay, they're obsessed with Richard Pryor, but they're also geniuses. And that's yeah. how that's going to inform their characters. And it's like, that's such a, I always love that choice. So at one point, because uh, Carrie is a sweetheart, you know, everyone in town is constantly just, he's the ultimate pushover. He doesn't ever stand up for himself. And finally, one day, it's a breaking point. And it's illustrated by this really quick drums that go, goes off. And it's like something's going on in his brain. He starts to actually twitch. It's like something is now possessing him. Uh, and then the split personality known as Hank enters the picture. And this is this is the guy that doesn't take any guff from anybody. Excuse me. Charlie. Hey, you mind if I get ahead of you? I'm in a wicked rush. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. You're a doll. Uh, hey, kids! Over here! Now! fungus. She's baking a loaf of bread and I think it's sourdough. Put a rush on that. Wrong answer. <laughs> fuck face. He calls a little girl fuck face. That makes me so yeah, happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Steals the girl's ice cream at Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> and then sticks her head into the water and tries to drown her for a minute. <laughs> Uh, I should point out there is one scene that would definitely not be made today. It's when he's, there's a woman breastfeeding. Uh, she <laughs> notices something is off. She looks down and it's Jim Carrey now suckling on her breast. <laughs> and that, that woman is, made. I think that could get made today. Uh, that that actress too is a softcore legend. Uh, getting back to our erotic thriller draft, she was one of the queens of the straight-to-video erotic thrillers, uh, Shannon Weary. She was in uh, Animal Instincts 1 and 2, if you've ever seen those. Classics. I'm disgusted that I was not aware of this, <laughs> as I consider myself a softcore connoisseur. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she looked familiar. <laughs> and how good acting is it, too, like with Jim, like the scenes where it's like just Hank and Charlie going back and forth. Oh, amazing. And it's just like boom, 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 boom. We've been harping on it because that's the point of this whole draft is how incredibly talented this guy is and how he makes these fully fleshed out characters. It's like when even in the mask, he's doing two characters that are polar opposites. It's like the same thing here. And he there's scenes where he's literally going back and forth. On your feet, Opie. We're going to have some fun. Irene! Irene! Hi, ladies. My name is Charlie Bailey Gates. Want to see my weasel? Oh, 
free hot dogs here. All you can eat, get your foot long and a bag of nuts. No, don't listen to him. It's not me. It's Hank. It's Hank. Come back here, Hank. I'm not through with you. Had enough? Up yours. At this point, I'm thinking like, okay, is he just the most talented guy of all time? I, I, I think the only person for me I can potentially consider is Eddie Murphy. I think it's like those two. Like, I think Eddie could have done some of these roles where he's switching back. Like, he could have pulled this off, but I think it's... Well, he me, has it's no- with like Nutty Professor and stuff like right. that. There you go. Granted, it's not all one take like that, but... But yeah, he has it's- those chops. It's just, yeah. it's just like you can't calculate how talented. So for me, it's like when I watch me, myself, and Irene, it's like he does two more people. I'm like, maybe it's him or Eddie, I think, for mm-hmm. all time. Yeah, I don't know tough. who else. And then, again, the physicality, it just gives me a little cotton mouth, and then he's over there like dr- – <laughs> Oh, the fucking the, – the dry <laughs> mouth always killed me. I got all the white junk around it. <laughs> my favorite line. Why am I peeing like I had sex all night? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. There's lines in this movie, it's like, I forgot that I used to quote the shit out of them. Like, there's a part where Robert Forrester goes to their house, opens the door, it's the triplets. And one of them is just like, what the fuck's going on, man? I used to say that all the time. And like, I forgot that I used to. And it's like, oh, right. That's where that came from. That one line. One of one of my favorite, I was, because I was, this was on my list. So I went back and I didn't have time to watch the movie, but I was watching clips. And one of the lines, it was when uh, the little dude from Bad Santa took his. Tony his, Cox. Uh, right. That's who his wife left him with. And he was like, you said you need whale blubber. And he was like. Oh, she'll be eating blubber all right, just as soon as I free Willie. <laughs> Ridiculous. No need for that. No. Tony Cox had a, had a nice little run back in the day. Yeah. It was the ultimate shithead. Uh, yeah. You know what I love in this movie? I fucking love Whitey. <laughs> yeah. He's great. I yeah. hacked him. <laughs> I hacked him up. <laughs> so, Whitey. Um... What uh, happened to your family? Killed them. Uh, 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 come again? When I was 15, I hacked them up with a hammer while they were sleeping. Ma, dad, my bro, and my sis. She was awake, my sis. Which I regret. family stuff. That's what makes the holidays so hard. <laughs> I just got released last month on my 21st birthday. To tell you the truth, I really wasn't ready to leave, but they said I had to. That's a fucked up law, huh? Well, I guess they need the extra room for the real psychos. You know what? I think I'm going to go next door and try to make up with what's her face. Go for it. All right. You know, we talked about uh, Cameron Diaz. How it was like, we forgot how the smoke show that she was. There's a Anna Kornikova cameo in this film. Dude. That just, like, I forgot that she was one of the most beautiful people who ever lived. Jesus Christ. Even Renee was looking good in it. She looked good. Yeah, true. True. Speaking of Renee, 
I wouldn't say she's a laugh riot. No. And I'm watching this and I'm thinking, okay, this is 2000. If you plug in even like a Sandra Bullock, it I think it elevates the movie maybe like two levels because she's she's really playing kind of the blank face. There's not I know there's not a she seems lost. Yeah, she seems a little lost. <laughs> <laughs> and I just feel like if you gave that to someone with a little more chops, it could have really because this movie still feels underrated. I know it's like he's competing with himself at this point, but it's so funny and it doesn't doesn't get nearly the love. It's forty eight percent at Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I guess it's just like maybe because really wow that yeah, low that's crazy. Consider mean maybe I didn't read any of the reviews because God forbid I'm going to dive into that uh, shit. But right, it's it, it it's I, I don't know why I, it doesn't so it made one hundred fifty million so it did well. I mean I I remember quoting it a bunch, but is it just he's competing with himself? Is that why it feels kind of under the radar compared to the other ones? Or am I overrating it? Maybe because like. There's something about Mary just did so well with audiences uh, before. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think they were comparing it to that. Even though honestly, I always preferred that. I I find this funnier. I maybe there's something about Mary's a better movie, but this movie makes me pee my pants screaming laughing. <laughs> whereas that film just makes me laugh a few times. Mm-hmm. The Harlem, a Harlem Williams scene is my favorite thing they've ever done. <laughs> and it's crazy to think, right? Like. People would die to have just one comedy like me, myself, Irene, right? That may not even be a top – and I love me, myself, Irene. I think it is so funny. It may not even be a top five for Jim Carrey as far it's as crazy. comedy goes. So it's like you say it's underrated and it's like – you know, I, I mean I think it is, but I think it's just because he has such that catalog. It kind of gets pushed down. But I, I do – I think it's funny. I mean all the way through. Yeah, nonstop. And that fight scene, yeah. favorite fight scene ever, <laughs> ever. It, this is a sh- surprise pick for me because I always thought like really fondly of it. But for sure, I think if like in the general sort of, you know, general audiences, you talk to them about Jim Carrey, I don't think this would crack people's like off the top of their head list. Do you right. know what I mean? I don't think. And I don't really know why that movie fits in that, why it's always kind of been that way. Because, you know, immediately they go, the ones we've already picked yeah. kind of. But this one I feel like has never really been like on the radar. But you said 150 million, so it sold well. Yeah, yeah. So I don't really, I don't know. I, I never figured that out as a kid either, because I, I tell a lot of my friends, like back in like high school and stuff, I'd be like, oh, me, myself, and Irene. So many of my friends are like, oh, I never even heard of that. Yeah. So I don't really, yeah, I don't know what it was or why it kind of got memory hold. But you're totally right that it doesn't really, I don't know. I don't think you're overrating or underrating it. I just think it just, if for whatever reason, the timing, maybe that was Jim Carrey. He kind of had done these, he, he'd done the mask, split personality kind of style movie. I think maybe there was a stretch where, pe- like, maybe a little oversaturation of Jim Carrey. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe and that this is- set in. Yeah. I don't know. Cause I do remember when this came out. So I was in like middle school, almost high school. I was so eager to see it, but a lot of my friends didn't care anymore. Mm. Is this rated R? It must be. Oh, yeah. It's a yeah. rated R comedy. And that's another that's thing it. you don't see a fucking yeah. full on yeah. rated R comedy. Remember those? I mean, the fact that I got me, myself, and Irene ninth and it's not like it should replace any of the movies that have been taken already it's where it should be it should be ninth and it's a mm-hmm. fucking hilarious movie i mean i know it's jim carrey and we all love him and he's like one of the goats but it's that's the fun thing about these drafts it's like when you really have to dissect and analyze these people's work you're like good lord this one person did all of this right and yeah. i'm sure there's somewhere <laughs> yeah. like in the third round you're like 
I think we took all their good movies. I don't know what we're going to do in the third where Jim, I'm like, oh, I've got 10 <laughs> more movies that I could easily pick. Are you, are you kidding me? I want John to talk for another hour about me, myself and Irene, and we just wrap <laughs> so I don't have to make a choice. Yeah. <laughs> for my next. I am. I'm belaboring this. Ne- I'm the next pick and I'm freaking out because <laughs> of, of my short list of things. And the short list could almost be my number one pick. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the short yeah. list for my third could have been all, all number one pick, picks. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, we did make it our mission to get more people to watch me, myself and Irene and really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. I think everything you guys said, it's like reasons from all of it. It's like something about Mary was so perfect for the audience and their saturation and, he had kind of, it felt like he had done this before and it's, it's like the sports narrative. You know, I've mentioned this before. It's like when, um, you know, LeBron should have eight, not eight MVPs, but he has four because people get bored. They're like, yeah, no, let's give it to someone else. That's more fun. That's juicy. But it's like, it doesn't really make sense. It's more just a narrative. Like they want to be different and hip, mm-hmm. but it's like, is what was funnier than me, myself and Irene, you know, in 2000. And this is kind of, well, maybe I'll save that thought. I'll save it. For when? Uh, soon, but I'll, he was I'll about say. to. He's, di- a, he's about to. Di- he's about to dish on an undrafted movie. Yeah, that's what it was. One, I think too. All right, I just looked real quick. Like you know, popular two thousand movies. Literally, what I googled. But like, scary movie came out that year, and that was pretty. That was good. I didn't like. Jordan yeah, that. scary movie yeah. was really really good. Also, oh, funny enough, the year of uh, like traffic, Memento, Requiem for a Dream, American Psycho. So like, and Unbreakable. So it was kind of a year of like some really yeah. intense psychological thrillers. Miss Congeniality. Well, that's obviously funnier. Bedazzled with Brendan Fra- <laughs> with Brendan Fraser. Bedazzled yeah, like with Brendan Fraser. No, that, I, I'm not mocking that movie. That movie is genuinely amazing. I like Bedazzled. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what's her name? Uh, Elizabeth Hurley. She's like a 17 out of 10 in that film. Good Lord. Yeah, I can't, absolutely. I can't, I can't watch. I can't. It's one of those movies. I can't watch. It's I can't just, watch it. Because oh, I can't yeah. look at her. It's just frustrating. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> It hurts. Also, it hurts. Yeah. yeah. Almost famous came out. Oh. So yeah. The Patriot. I mean, there were some amazing movies. Castaway. My God. But remember the Titans. So maybe it's just, the Emperor's New Groove. That actually is funnier. So I mean, like, <laughs> not just to say that not that this wasn't a great movie and isn't a great movie. It was just a great year for movies. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Well, here we go. And then the top comedy of the year, uh, Adam Sandler's Little Nicky. <laughs> I just, which I have that. a soft spot. I have a soft spot for. Of course, I would Dad? use my hands. Dad. <laughs> Dad. Have you done an Adam Sandler draft? No, no. not yet. I say yet. Yeah, not yet. yet. Exactly. Oh, it'll, yeah. That's it's, it's on the calendar. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jack and Jill locked and loaded for number one oh. overall. <laughs> you like acting. I like pissing. I love Robert Smigel as the dog in Little Nicky. Yeah. It's so oh. stupid. So stupid. <laughs> And me, Quentin um, Tarantino, which we just quoted that last night. Oh, devil! <laughs> his dad is played by <laughs> what's Rodney his name? Dangerfield. No, oh no! Uh, oh, you're Satan. right. He plays the grandfather. Uh, yeah, yeah. Satan Harvey Keitel. Um, Harvey Keitel. Exactly. Harvey what the fuck? Yeah. Exactly. But we actually kind of watched it recently too, Brittany and I. And we were this like, Coke like is so stupid bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry. But I was just kind of curious what else came out that year to try and figure out why this movie has never really gotten its kind of due credit. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a bunch of reasons. I agree with uh, Frank. I 
totally agree with you. One of my favorite lines from that movie is, and we used to say this all the time, is like, Irene, why am I having sex? Or why am I being like I had sex all night? (laughs) (laughs) And they did they have to go so hard in the the, the dual streams where it was ridiculous. (laughs) But it made me because it's like in no uncertain terms, you know what this is. When you watch it on TV, they had the dildo blurred out. (laughs) So he's sitting there looking at it, and it's just a big blur. There's a really funny part when uh, (laughs) Renee goes to his hotel room, and he's passed out. She looks at the bed, and right next to him in bed is her black and white mugshot. (laughs) (laughs) And then then it's a little pan next to the tissues and and the hand lotion. That cracks me up. (laughs) Yeah. Just great mix of filthy and sweet, which is a really hard thing to do. If you've ever tried to shoot something that was sweet and filthy, it's a tough, it's a tough mix. And most most yeah. films, this is the this is the kind of movie that's usually horrible because it just has no tone. It's like unbearable to watch. Mm-hmm. And these guys just they had that sweet that sweet sauce. They knew how to do it. I mean, I do think, and I mean, for me, the the highlight is his his differentiation of physicality, similar to the mask. My last pick between the two characters. It's like sensational. He goes from such a like dweeb, nice guy. He kind of leans into like the the extremes of Stanley Upkiss and the mask. He's mm-hmm. like nicer and dweebier in this one. And then he's way more badass and kind of scary as, as, as when he shifts into it's it's Frank, right? That, Hank. Yeah, Hank. Hank, Hank, that's right. Hank. Hank. Yeah, he's so, he's actually kind of a badass as Hank. You know what I mean? It's not funny. He's like kind of intimidating and scary. Well, he's, he's got that. He's got that voice. You know that voice yeah. talks like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Like I, it was. I always f- thought that was so phenomenal as a kid. It's also just a getting older thing. Like, there's also a part of me that's like, is Jim Carrey now underrated? <laughs> you know, it's just like you get older, and it's like if he, if he's not in my conscious enough, it, then it's like, well, is it underrated now that it's not because I don't talk about him enough? But it's like we just did a Tom Hanks draft, and you know, Hanks is kind of the peak of. Hollywood entertainers collectively, like for America, right? But if I'm looking at like the top 10 Hanks versus top 10 Carrie, I don't know, man. Carrie has like my all-time comedies. And then when then the dramas we talked about with Carrie are like some of the best films I've ever seen. So yeah. a, if I can only get the top 10 Carrie or the top 10 Hanks, that's a that's a really that's a tough choice. So that's my last pick. Right. I'm go out myself and Irene. That that is up to me. And I, I, I truly have been <laughs> agonizing there. I, I'll say this. I won't tell them all because someone might pick the other two. But there are three. There are three that were like very much in contention for me. And, and the, so my first pick was Truman Show, which I think writes as maybe one of my top five movies, period. Not just Jim Carrey. And is also sort of such a beautiful commentary about life and examining media, etc. Number two, we had Mask which is just like an incredible comedy, just kind of outright. And this third, so so for me, we've got man, straight man kind of work. In Mask, we have incredible like talent in terms of like still nice guys, similar to Truman. So for my third one, I decided to go to really lean into what sort of made Jim Carrey. And I'll just say, <laughs> I'll just say this to kind of launch this movie. The robotic rhinoceros. <laughs> In the deepest jungles of Africa, two tribes will fight a savage war unless a sacred animal god is found. 
So they're sending for the only man who can help. <laughs> Jim Carrey is Ace Ventura, pet detective. Now. Perhaps we should slow down. Nonsense, poopy pants. He will embark on a delicate mission. To help a people untouched by civilization. They did not know about disease until the white man came. I am fighting something. Blind to fear. And immune to pain. Throw it. I dare you. He'll gain the respect of the tribe. Discover the animal within. Answer when nature calls. Look, Daddy, he's giving birth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he this comes is... out of that thing, oh, yeah. holy oh, man. shit! Are you kidding me? That arm, yeah, the yeah. arm, first. and he's all sweaty <laughs> and hot. <laughs> <laughs> Just I, what what for me as I've gotten older and now and you know now write my own stuff and like you know have read screenplays and write screenplays, I can't imagine how funny it must have been when they were writing this idea of him being a ro- robotic rhinoceros to spy on this meeting and then having it break down, having him like almost die and suffocate in it, and then being forced to shove his way out of the ass. Like, what? <laughs> The whole process, the conception of that idea, writing it down, casting Carrie, obviously, because it's a sequel, and then the execution of it. The mother rhino is giving birth. One of my favorite as a movie, I remember watching this in theater so avid, like so vividly watching him leave and and the monks being so like faux, you know, <laughs> yeah. serious about. Yeah. Well, first off, being like, you know, we will we, we we love you. We will miss you. And then hit them closing the door, exploding in cheers <laughs> and him reacting with like, oh, the devastation or the heartbreak. Or something, <laughs> you know? Like he, he interprets their cheers. He's so oblivious playing slinky. With uh, you know, down the stairs and go. Yeah. Can I go one more time? This classic <laughs> was, line. So close. Yeah, so close. Can I go one more time? He goes. We re- we have a plane to catch. He goes. Fine. Let's do everything <laughs> you, you want to do. <laughs> and what's funny now, like whenever you do see a Slinky, all you, Slinky, Slinky, everyone loves slinky, the Slinky. Everyone loves the Slinky. My favorite yeah. is Creedwall. The lights. Oh. The switch. And he does <laughs> yeah. the tuck and roll. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> All right, one of my another highlight for me is when he punches out Mr. Monopoly Man. And breaks, 
<laughs> and drapes him over his shoulder as a, as though he's a fur. Yeah. That is fantastic. Up. How the fuck did they find a guy who was just the perfect t- size? And God, it's a real testament to his physical strength to just sling that guy around like he's made of paper. <laughs> yeah, it's an actual human. <laughs> yeah. The uh, incredible incredible jeep drive through the jungle where he barrel rolls like 15 to 20 times <laughs> but lands perfectly in a park like a glove like a glove oh there's the consulate oh thank god if i can just find a parking spot perhaps we should slow down just a teensy weensy bit nonsense poopy pants we're going to be park <laughs> really look out Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Yeah. yeah. And he does like the side mouth. He's like. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be honest. I think I like this one better than Pet Detective. I I don't know. It's a real tough call for me too, to be honest. Tough one. It's a. Now a yak mating call. (laughs) I mean, Bumblebee Tuna, who didn't repeat that all the time when they were kid, younger? Bumblebee Tuna, Bumblebee Tuna. And he interacts with these indigenous tribes. Certainly the kind of movie that I don't think would be made today. Oh, God, no. Yeah, <laughs> he has certainly not made. Spitting spit the uh, spit tubes while the guy's having a balance up there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, hitting him with the spitballs. Yep. Also, also, don't forget this classic. When his first interaction with the tribe is they capture him by shooting him with the tranquilizer darts. And he's running with his arm and leg, like slowly losing functionality. And he goes, he goes, he goes, I, I got it. And then they shoot him with like eight more. And he goes, that's too many. <laughs> <laughs> and slumps over. The spears in the legs. It's in the bone. He gets in the bone. He only gets to live because what I forget what they called him. Like, you little chicken shit. You make us laugh. We let you live. <laughs> Let me guess, white devil? Oh, you speak this language. <laughs> His hair as the white devil, iconic, yeah. with the horns. Nobody touches the dew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And their warrior played by Tommy Davidson, their ultimate warrior. Like their, oh, yeah. Um, was that Tommy yes, Davidson? That was Tommy Davidson. <laughs> he's, he's stabbed in the leg, and he goes, Uda, don't just stand there. Throw me a spear. And the guy throws it into his other leg. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could, oh. there's just, I could go forever. Like the start of the movie is so great with the harrowing, like sort of rescue of this raccoon. That the cliffhanger. Fails. Yeah, the cliffhanger, yeah. <laughs> the cliffhanger homage, exactly. <laughs> Hang on! Hang on, little buddy! I gotcha! I think I gotcha! Maybe not! You're slipping! Don't let go! That he fails to rescue and loses, which is why he goes to become a Buddhist monk. 
He learns to transcend. He also has several instances where he meditates and interacts with his uh, former master. I don't know, probably in a big pile of bats. <laughs> <laughs> what do he say? He says she's not a virgin. They can tell that, and then it's just the whole tribe chasing him yeah. to end the movie. To end the movie. <laughs> this is a rough. This is a lovely room of death. <laughs> Chicago. Oh, got you. You're out. You're out. <laughs> Every time you say Chicago, they must kneal. <laughs> Ugh, so gross. That's the thing. This movie leans it's into so gross. gross out jokes. Yeah. And when you're a kid, that's the greatest thing on the face of the earth. It's just the funniest thing. Yeah. That's sort of why I ended up picking this. And again, I, I won't say my other two because they haven't been drafted, so I won't talk about them yet. And this is probably, Paul, where I side with you. I thought like Ace Ventura, the first one, is a little more adult. It's a little raunchier. This one is just like kid-level gross funny. <laughs> yeah. And that's why as a yeah. kid, I absolutely loved this. I watched this movie way more than Ace Ventura. I watched mm-hmm. this one way more because it's like less kind of adult, kind of seedy. It's just more gags and stuff, edgier. I feel like. Yeah, and this second one is just nonstop, like, kind of shit. Do I have something in my teeth? Ah, can be. Lovely brunch, I must say. Quinn, I'd like you to meet Ace Ventura. This is Burton Quinn. He owns and operates Quinland Safari Park. Most call me Quinn. Say hello, Tinky. Pleasure, Tinky. Corvus Corax, common raven, smartest of all birds. Where are these birds? Excuse me. That's quite a wrap you're wearing. Perhaps I could get you some fluffy new slippers made from the heads of innocent and defenseless baby seals. Who is this ghastly man? Ace Ventura, pet detective. And you must be the Monopoly guy. Hey. Thanks for the free parking. Just like not nonstop. It's just like, I don't know. We haven't even done... 10% 10% of the sort of like gags and the bits and we've already done 50 a, you know what I mean like it's just like, to my mind was the projectors when they were on the projectors and he's like know, touching their nipples or like doing the little hand stuff he eats the guy's nuts this wedding ceremony is going to take place in four days. I cannot have bloodshed in my province. We are counting on you. I mean, I love he's that. Like, he's like, Mr. Ventura. <laughs> You're a kid. There's nothing funnier than the villain's comeuppance being, being sexually assaulted by a gorilla. <laughs> Right, and they play we um bum away, and the trees are all, all like <laughs> rocking. Oh man, he comes in on the elephant like ah. <laughs> oh, yeah, so funny. I mean, truly, it worked out well because I thought maybe I need to go sort of like foundational cl- carry first, and I don't really consider Truman Show that because I think fi- I think Truman Show is a little bit of a it's definitely a departure from these kind of movies. 
but just more favorite for me. Whereas I consider this sort of like core Jim Carrey is the Ace Ventura, the two Ace Venturas. And so I'm so glad I got to get one of them. 212 million bucks this made. That's insane. I mean, that's sensational for this kind of like goofy, goofy. Con- I mean, that's incredible. Right. That's incredible. It's- yeah. Especially, you know, that was, uh, I guess, in, you know, people don't go to theaters no more to see comedy, right? Comedy is not a theater. So it's like the fact that, I mean, all of his movies did so well in the box office, either just shows a change of time or just how big he really was. Yeah, it's, it's both. I think it's a yeah. little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, great. Yeah, you couldn't have that today. A guy could not like headline a movie, a movie called Pet Detective. and. Out of nowhere, like, you know, he'd been bouncing around. He had a little heat off in living color, but he'd been bouncing around for like since 80s. And like he was doing TV. There was a TV. I just in looking for this draft, I forgot there was a TV movie he did for Fox in 92 called Doing Time on Maple Drive, where he played a a, a guy who comes out to his parents. I forgot that he was in that. It was like a really heavy drama, like for like, you know, primetime Fox movie. And that's where he was. And then it's just like, I'm going to make this silly movie called Pet Detective. And you kind of you kind of know me from In Living Color. And that movie is just a shocking hit. Mm-hmm. That they rush this into a, like a sequel into production because uh, he has that crazy year of ninety four, and this is ninety five. This comes out, so they must have just rushed to like we got to get the, we got to lock this motherfucker down like for another one of these. Cause, well, you know the iron's hot, but the heat wouldn't go off of him for like another ten years. I don't think. Yeah, it's crazy because when we talked about ninety four, we were like, so he just never was offset, and then it's like, oh right, he did the sequel to Ace Ventura in ninety five. So that's an extra amount of time where he's just nonstop. What's it called? It also comes out at that time. Batman Forever comes out at that time too. So well, that he's fucking. Up. This guy did not. He must have lost his mind. It's just one after the other. Yeah, I mean, he must have spent like three years straight on set. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you look at his filmography, I mean, he's got. Let's see, four, nine, five, nine, six, nine, seven, eight, nine, 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 two thousand one. The first gap from ninety four to two thousand one is two thousand one to two thousand three. So right. the first came gap. Otherwise, he has he has. Right. Otherwise, he has a movie come out every single year. So most years, multiple movies from 94 to 2001. So seven straight years. He was just basically on film sets. And one of those is The Grinch, where he's like getting eight hours of costuming done like every day. (laughs) Like fried. Yeah, you're making millions. Yeah, you're doing what you love. But my God. Yeah, that's that's hard. That's hard. We've covered literally every moment that I would have highlighted. The slinky, (laughs) the punchy Mr. Monopoly. Like like eating the guy's nuts on the projector, <laughs> the the spitballs, the shikaka, the coming out of the hut covered in phlegm, the bat cave. We, well, we didn't t- talk about the bat cave. The bat cave is incredible when he runs out of the bat cave, like not realizing, <laughs> you know, the parking fits like a glove. Just like it's just it's just uh, it is truly one of those ones, too, where they set the stage very early on. Mm-hmm. Liar, liar style, mask style and just don't stop. It just uh, the the foot's not off the gas until it's done. It's just it's awesome. I love this movie. Also, like uh, his physicality. So, like I wrote in my when I watched it, wrote in it, like uh, you know he's driving on a regular straight road, but he's still doing like that Ace Ventura bounce, like he's going through the jungle, but it's just a straight <laughs> paved road, and it's like no <laughs> need for about that. that. He's just like just to have these ideas, ba- uh, these like innocuous ideas for anything for that. For the way he pronounces a word, just no one ever thinks right. of stuff. In, in there's just gaps in every script, every scene, every piece of dialogue. There's just natural gaps. When, but he he just it just never stops firing with him. Right. 
Yeah. And what's crazy, like, you know, he's so grounded that no matter what he does, it never seems too big for frame. All that physicality, all that, like, you're never once like, whoa, dude, like, like, it's, I don't know if he's just so grounded in it where, you know, like I said, you're just never like too big. We've all been in very awkward situation on set with someone who's relatively green when they are just trying really hard to be funny. And you have to. Oh, y'all been on set with me? Well, we've, all worked, to, we've all worked with Paul. We've all worked with Paul. <laughs> yeah. And you have to politely be like, hey, we just want you to be in character. Because if you stay in character, then it's going to be funny. The scene will be funny. And right. Carrie, that's the thing that you just said about Carrie, right? He, he creates the character. And then it always feels kind of grounded. It never feels like he's just trying mm-hmm. to be funny. Because then it feels goofy. Right. Which people accused him of. I'm like, you don't see. Like, it was funny how he was so dismissed in that early run. Where it's like you don't see what he's doing, like you don't see like yeah. how sophisticated. I mean, yeah, it's it's goofy and it's 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 broad and as broad as hell. But like he's there's a lot of thought put into what he's doing. It's not just him being silly for silly's sake. Yeah, totally agree. I think that's what always drove me the most nuts was this was even back then. Not even actually, I think less so today. But back then when he was like really on fire, so many like so many people, especially like parents older generation would just like were so dismissive because they just kind of considered him like the clown the vulgar clown oh he's gross dumb and dumber uh, you know people would go oh dumb and dumber you mean the poop scene i'm like that movie is so much more and longer than a two minute frankly hilarious (laughs) massive diarrhea scene screw that old screw that older set they thought jerry lewis was funny i'm sorry (laughs) no and they always got convinced he always they always could. They always like, oh, he's the next Jerry Lewis. I'm like, except he's not awful. Like Jerry <laughs> yeah. Lewis, you could argue, was just doing silly voices. I really I, I sit there and I listen to him. I was like, I don't see what the joke is. And maybe it's and you could say, well, you've, it's from a different time. It's like, listen, I can watch Marx Brothers movies and they're from the 30s and I still find them funny. I cannot stomach what <laughs> he does. Jerry Lewis. I think mm-hmm. it's awful and stupid. Him and Charlie Callis. <laughs> like we were yeah. talking about Liar Liar uh, in round two. When you know the, the the goddamn pen is blue, when his hand <laughs> when his hand becomes like a monster, yeah, is gonna t- like in that moment. I believe his hand is now a demonic monster. He makes me believe it. I'm when I'm it, there. It, tur- it turns on him. It literally <laughs> turns on him. It like yeah. looks at him, and I was like, ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He fights. He fights his own hand. He's like, <laughs> like, and you buy it. He, you really think? Yes, he's possessed. he looks terrified. He, <laughs> it's just. He had a nice fight scene with an alligator in this movie, Nature Calls. Oh, oh and he, yeah. kill, he yeah. kills it. He gets right. Yeah. Yeah. I think he like does the people's elbow. He does elbow the, he on does the right. people's elbow on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> I forgot about that shit with an alligator or crying whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy who directed this, and this is the second time in two recording sessions he's coming up, is Steve Odekirk. Who, if he's famous for the thumb movies that he used to do, like Thumb Wars, he used to do these short Thumb oh, yeah. Wars. But related to Bob or no? What's that? Related to Bob? No, no it's no, a different. No, yeah, it's not Oda. Oda Kirk, Kirk. But it's like no it's similar. Yeah, no Oda. Yeah, it's very similar. Oh, yeah, Oda. Oda. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he Oda also Kirk. did a movie that I love and nobody else does called Kung Pao Enter the Fist, which is uh, he's he essentially digitally he digitally puts himself into an old martial arts film, a Jimmy Wang Yu kung fu film an actual film and inserts himself and just does a bunch of silly voices for 90 minutes. And it's the funniest thing on the planet. I don't care what anybody says. Before we move, move on, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, thank when nature calls for undoubtedly 
inspiring. One of my favorite scenes of all time in anything is Frank Reynolds when he's trapped in the couch and he oh. has to burrow himself out of the couch naked. I, I have one, to think that was inspired in some way by this film. It, it reminds me of that because they're both sweaty and naked. It's literally yes. the same concept. It's the same concept. So I have to thank when nature calls for maybe inspiring. Who knows? But hit watching his like very little, like very skinny little white boy, like naked ass glistening, <laughs> falling, plopping out of the back of that rhino. He's like forever the close up on his rhino. face. Squeezing oh. out is oh. one of the best shots ever. And I'm just it's yeah. bizarre. It's like, like holy shit. <laughs> I got to um here, I'm gonna I'll throw this in the chat real quick. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Here, look at the just really quickly. I'm gonna throw this in the chat. I got to basically do I put it in the chat. I basically got to recreate Jim Carrey's Rhino moment oh. in this Comedy Central video I filmed like a few months ago. Just oh, watch the awesome. very first. Oh, moment. I oh my god. <laughs> That's you. Oh, wow. That's great. You got to do that. They literally had me like coming out of and it's simulating like a vagina <laughs> in this case. But I literally it's a rebirthing center. And I was like, you guys don't understand how excited I am to do this. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Wow, it's literally <laughs> the same setup. Yeah, dude. It, yeah, I literally, <laughs> I literally push my way out and like tear, tear a hole and like fall out. Ass naked. Oh, that's outstanding. All right. Who's next? Oh, I'm not sure. Me. Oh, yes. Don't worry. I uh, I assume your pick is still going to be there. I'm going to go off the beaten path a little bit. Um, so I had – I knew I was third. So I wrote down three movies. Me, Myself, Irene, When Nature Calls, no longer available. But part of me is glad because I get to shine light on a movie. I know we said Me, Myself, Irene was underrated. This is a movie I don't know if people even know about. And this isn't – Jim Carrey's in it. I don't know if it's a, you know, he's not the star. I would, he's a co-star, I guess. I don't know if any of y'all have ever seen the little magical movie that is the incredible Burt Wonderstone. Listen to me, Burt. Nobody likes you. Nobody will ever like you. Welcome to the amazing world of magic. Wow. <laughs> Everyone loves a magician, and they'll love you too. Do you want to be my partner? More than anything. I'm Bert Wonderstone. And I'm Anton Marvelson. But of course, you already knew that. Your ticket sales suck. <laughs> Mm, what? Steve Gregg, they're calling him the future of magic. This guy's a magician. He doesn't even have a costume. I'm sure you've seen people walk on red hot coals, but I doubt you've seen anyone spend the night on red hot coals. You need to do something fresh. So, this is where old entertainers go to die. Mm hmm. And some not so old. May I see that for a minute? Watch this. What have you done? I'm a magician. Should have explained that to you earlier. You're Rance Holloway. I had your magic kit as a kid. I'll give you your money back. What you're feeling right now, that's why you became a magician. How did you do that? I was partially deboned. What you do is not magic. It's natural for a dying leaf to be frightened by the autumn wind. Your skin makes me cry. 
We need some sort of grand illusion. You and Bert Wonderstone plan to stay in the box an entire week? For 12 days, he's held his urine. What is going through your mind? I really have to pee, Richard. It's time for my final disappearing act. Where did he go? He has gone to a better place. Goodbye, Rance. He's under the bed. I know. No. I have not seen I remember it, but I have not seen it. Oh, I, I know what you think mean. this movie and that's what I'm saying. Like, so this is probably going to be a short conversation, but I'm OK with that because I want listeners to go out. This movie is so funny. Um, he plays. So the two main people are uh, Steve Carell mm-hmm. and Steve Buscemi, like partnering uh, magicians and they get a Vegas show. And then Jim Carrey is a magician who comes in. And doesn't really do magic. His magic is like, I'm going to sleep on this hot bed of coals. I'm going to like cut myself open and pull it. Like it's all like disgusting kind of. But I just think this movie is just so funny. His name uh, in it is Steve Gray, the brain rapist. <laughs> is it, oh, is his my magic God. oh my God. <laughs> I, oh my I gotta God. see this oh. now. Uh, I know. Now, I, I'm already looking the up watch options. I oh love my. that. The brain rapist. I, I'm te- <laughs> like, I don't know if it just, one, the, the cast, Olivia Wilde, mm. which I know I don't think right now she's the most popular, but Olivia Wilde is in it. Alan Orkin is in it. Oh, plays, wow. He's like wow. the legendary. veteran magician. Like I said, Steve Car- Jay Moore is in it. Uh, it's got just a great Gillian Jacobs makes a little cameo in the beginning. Like I said, he's it's more kind of through like a story on Steve Carell's character and Steve Buscemi's character, but he's kind of the uh, antagonist of it, Jim Carrey. But yeah, I mean, so this is just I just want to spend my time just telling people go out, watch the. I don't want to give too much away since we haven't seen it. Um, so I'm gonna keep it short, uh, if that's okay. Uh, go out, watch the incredible Burt Wonderstone. Not, I don't know why it didn't, no one knows about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even where people haven't seen it. I feel like people don't know about this movie. And I'm like, how with this cast? It's a funny movie, you know? I didn't actively avoid it. Yeah, it just kind of passed me by, if I recall. Yeah, I don't think it had a big release. I don't think it like uh, James Gandolfini's in oh, wow. it. Yeah, I mean, it's just an A-list cast. They're playing magicians. And uh, I mean, the their last magic trick, I'm again, not spoiling it, but I laugh so hard when like, <laughs> you know, once you see how it's done and everything, uh, just the whole thing, I think, is a great movie. And so, yeah, I'm using this pick. Uh, this is my comedy. My, you know, I got Man on the Moon, my biopic, <laughs> Cable Guy, my little bit out there. Even this one's a little out there, but it's another one where Jim Carrey just really made that character his own. And uh, you could tell, you know, and I don't know if we've mentioned this, like he, like even with like the Batman, like 
he picks these roles where it just looks like he has fun with, you mm-hmm. know, like it's like, oh, I get to be a magician, like, a, you know, this like bizarre magician. I'm going to put everything I have into it. That's uh, pretty much wrapping up my pick. Go for the listeners. Go watch. And for the participants, go watch the incredible. Brain, you sold me with brain. That was a good sell. I said, that's the, yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay. I didn't realize it. Oh, it's that kind of that, party. Is it? <laughs> that name right. is incredible. Part of me. Like I said, part of me is kind of glad that those other two movies went today. That way I have this platform to get this movie. Like I'm a publicist for them. You it know. sounds like a great platform to for Jim Carrey to have fun with, like a stunt, like a stunt performer slash uh, magician. Oh, yeah. And just him. And again, it's yeah, like it's almost like a Hank. Like he plays it almost like a Hank, like that deep, very like, uh, you know, serious, like, uh, you know, like it's just it's a great. And again, Steve Carell is so, you know. I guess it's like a spoof of Chris Angel. Thing about it. Like the mind freak. Kind of, The yeah. mind freak, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brain, <laughs> That's exactly the, what the, it the is. Switch, like, what's a good parody of that? The brain rapist. That's so yeah. <laughs> And then at the end, like, they're all competing for, like, a show in Vegas. Mm. Like a right residency in Vegas. Mm. But there's some good bits in like, you know, the kids party is a great little again. I I don't want to say too much because, you know, I just want you all to sit there and enjoy this brilliant comedy that just got somehow missed. Also a good choice because 2013, it's nice to have a little more recent carry because we have a lot of. I was thinking that I was like, did he peak in like by 2000? Like. Because up until then, I think 2004, Eternal Sunshine, like, you know, that's almost 20 years ago. Has nothing he done in this 20 years, like, matched what he did in his first 10? The bar was so incredibly high. You know, it's like what you were saying before about Tom Hanks. Like, what's what's going on with Tom Hanks? It's like, it's impossible to even consider how well these people do. I mean, the odds, it's like 0.00000002% of these people have this success so it's like and also look at the length of tom hanks's career too it's just like he starts in the 80s in earnest like early years yeah so it's like yeah i mean i guess <laughs> after 40 years and the same thing with jim carrey after 20 years all right they're not all going to be winners right. you know i mean it's mm-hmm. just changing tastes i mean there's always new flavors on the block and actors do what excites them so it may be like oh wow i've never played a character like this before and then they get into it and it's like maybe there's a reason i haven't played a character <laughs> yeah. like this before mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my pick. I hope I didn't take yours. No, no. <laughs> Did you? Wait, pu- but I'm glad that I was able to give it a public. Platform. Oh, good. Yeah, I yeah. I heard now. Steve Carell and Steve Buscemi really need a. a public I mean, it's Steve Carell, Steve Buscemi, <laughs> and Jim Carrey. I mean, that's that should be okay. worth a watch. Now, when you put it that way, it's like, yeah, why am I not watch that? These are all people I enjoy. Right. Yeah. Alan Arkin. I mean, is fucking Alan Arkin. Man. You could sell me I on love, an Alan Arkin solo Arkin. film. Yeah. Not to go off topic, I just watched one with him and Chevy Chase. This was like a recent one where there, uh, I think Chase was uh, Chase was like a man. Chevy Chase was a manager, and Alan Arkin was a comedian, and they like do a little road tour. Really? Because they were in a nursing home what? together. Oh, it's a recent one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say within the last wait, what? five to ten. What is years. it called? I forget. What oh, yeah, it's I want to see. It's like wait, what? That's that. You know anything? To me, I know Chevy Chase is an asshole. Nobody ma- and I think that's why he makes me laugh so yeah, much. He don't give a shit. He just did uh 
you know, we can cut all this out. He just did Flies on the Wall podcast, Chevy Chase, with David Spade. And still, I mean, I'm talking about his mind is still as quick as ever. Wow. Like, it was, am- it was amazing to listen to and, like, hear how quick he still is. Is it The Last Laugh with Chevy Chase? That sounds yes. right. Yes. Yeah, it's R- Richard Dreyfuss. Oh, wow. oh, shit. Richard, okay, my bad. Oh. It's all good. It, what, was it Alan Orkin in the movie, or did uh, I just get them both like completely? Who's in uh, Burt Wonderson? <laughs> no, that that, <laughs> no, that is Alan, Alan Orkin. Orkin. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. You're right about that, but no, it's, Never mind, he's no. not in The Last Laugh. It's Richard Dreyfuss. Oh, okay, Richard Dreyfuss. Still a good movie. It was fun. It's on Netflix. Dope. Okay, I'll, I'll check that out. So it's Chase and Richard Dreyfuss? Hmm. Yes, right. yes. So cut all what I just said. Well, no, but it's that. hilarious. Those are like two <laughs> notorious pricks. You know, I would love <laughs> yeah. to be talk about a fly in the wall. I'd love to hear those two talk about yeah. their time in Hollywood. <laughs> Just calling everyone right. a piece of shit. <laughs> no, like these are two legendary <laughs> assholes. What do you think they would talk about Bill Murray? I just want to hear them talk about Bill Murray. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Because Richard Dreyfus hated him on something about Bob. Mm-hmm. Really? What about Bob? They hated each other? What about Bob? Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. No, yeah. New Hampshire? A, like a drunken Irish bully or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind and of him and Chase got into a fist fight back in the old SNL. Yeah, it's fake. Yeah, it's kind of got. It's become a bummer that the so many of so much stuff about Bill Murray has started to like really come out that he's just been like a gigantic uh, asshole to a lot of people. Have our heroes? I know. Yeah. Well, the but like, was so much better. Who was it? Seth Green. He threw me in a trash can. <laughs> I bet he deserved it, Seth Green. <laughs> right, he's probably a little like pompous a little kid. Yeah, Seth Green could go in the garbage can. <laughs> He played such a great little shit in Entourage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With uh, like that playing opposite like Eric's girlfriend or whatever. Well, how funny was it that like because because he, he is like four foot two. They're like, all right, we got to get someone right. for E to fight. Who's as short as <laughs> E? Seth Green? Seth Green. We're in. Oh, he can play a good asshole even yeah. better. Let's go for it. All right. Last, last closer. And I have this weird habit of picking movies that I don't think are great, but there's an element I love about them. And this movie is no exception. There's a movie I don't like how it looks. It's I find it irksome. I'm not going to bury the lead. It's How the Grinch Stole Christmas in 2000, directed by Ron Howard. Universal Pictures and Imagine Entertainment invite you to experience the magic of the classic story as it comes to life like you've never seen before. In a place where the Christmas spirit is everywhere. Have the best Christmas ever! Well, almost everywhere. Counting down the Christmas clock, all young people. Blast this Christmas music! It's joyful and triumphant. Jim Carrey is. The Grinch! I must stop this Christmas from coming! From Universal Pictures. But what would I wear? Ho-ho! And Imagine Entertainment. Forgot about the reindeer. Action! Brilliant! Mr. Grinch? I myself am having some Yuletide doubts. Don't care. Maybe if you can reunite with the Who's and be a part of Christmas. Maybe if you can reunite with the Who's and be a part of Christmas. Grow up! If you think you know the whole story. What is it? This could change my entire outlook on life. Really? No. <laughs> you don't know Grinch. Let's go! 
movie i just feel is a kind of a weird misfire except for carrie anything that has nothing to do with this carrie in this movie falls flat for me anytime that carrie's not on screen i'm just like i just find it off-putting and jarring this movie it's 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 shot and lit like a like a 90s fruit snack commercial or an episode episode of beekman's world it's just i don't know what he was going for it should have it's very stagey the lighting i always thought it just looked gross the movie it's garish, but not in like a fun way. It's just it's just sloppy. It's just a bunch of shit all over the place. I always thought it was just a sloppy looking movie. But man, does Jim Carrey come to fucking salvage this movie and make it kind of a classic in its own right? Because yeah. he is unfucking real in this movie and un- buried, like as we said earlier, buried on tons of makeup that apparently he was what, eight hours a day. Apparently he was Ugh. very grouchy to work with during this. It's like, I don't even understand. Again, we're talking about the run he had where he's just living on sets for like 10 years. And, and then you got to sit in this fucking chair and put on eight hours of makeup. And then they always say it takes eight hours. That means it's going to take a good three to four to get it off. Mm-hmm. You don't just pull right. that shit off. It's like, you got to slowly take solvent and pull it up. And Jesus Christ. Well, I don't know if you read this. He had to like do what, like um, torture training or something to get through that movie I, because he said that makeup was so torture. No, it must have been brutal. But he uses his body and just the hair on the ends of his fingers. He manages <laughs> that to make that an amazing prop that always helps communicate what he's feeling at the moment. So many classic lines he has in this movie. I, I quote it all the time. You've heard me say it on this show. Almost lost my cool there, which is had me peeing my pants <laughs> in the theater. When he just when he goes to change and he goes behind the curtain, so you only see him in silhouette, and you see he let in behind the curtain, he lets you see how tortured and miserable he is as he's changing, <laughs> like a horrible monster. Then he just comes out like nothing happened. Uh, the eating the glass, everything that takes place on Mount Crumpet. Another, again, they pair him again with an, another amazing dog actor. The dog in this is fantastic. Yeah, him and pets. When he he steals the <laughs> tiny who's car, one of the funniest lines ever. You did the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> so many funny moments in this movie. Again, a not perfect film by any stretch. But Jesus Christ, is he funny? Uh, also stars one of my favorite actors, Bill Irwin, who's another amazing physical comedian. If you ever see mm. Popeye or a lot of his films, he's amazing. Uh, Taylor Momsen plays Cindy Lou Who, who I really feel gross every time I see because I'm very attracted to her as an adult. And that <laughs> makes me feel really gross. She's in, a, she's in like in a metal band now. Yeah. Mm. And that, that, that always bothers me when she shows up anywhere. I'm like, God damn it. I don't want to look at you that way. You're a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> She's great. Molly Shannon, Christine Baranski. Uh, William H. Macy was in it, right? No, that's Bill Irwin. I think you're thinking was, of. Uh, he looks Jeff, William Jeffrey H. Tambor. He looks Macy-ish. Jeffrey Tambor as the mayor. Jeffrey Tambor. I was about to say, Hank, Hank, hey now, Hank Kingsley from fucking yeah. as the mayor. 
that stuff, everything that like his origin story, that flashback when they have a little person playing him, that stuff is weak sauce for me. I actually have to skip that stuff, but it really comes alive when he's on screen. It's a it's a towering physical performance in this movie. And he's he again, he's a guy who makes the most out of every moment. Again, eight hours of makeup. You would think that this guy just woke out of bed and just did eight bumps of coke with how much energy he's showing off (laughs) in this in this film. It's amazing. I mean, amazing work. Like they spent all this money on weird sets and special effects. And that's why it's funny. Now they've made a CG version of this film. Talk about lost arts, things we don't see in movies anymore. It's just amazing makeup jobs like that. That's Rick Baker, who was just the king. That's Rick Baker. Yeah, that's Rick Baker. Wow. Who just who would uh, I think the year before or is it the year before uh, where he really kind of came up with a new procedure for doing makeup that's really lifelike which he used in planet of the apes remake it's just really crazy how that moves with your face and your features it was amazing it was an amazing groundbreaking stuff that now would they would just have him in a mocap suit and you'd lose so much in my opinion with the nuance of his body performance and like you would lose all that with a mocap performance dinner dinner with myself i can't cancel that again (laughs) 350 million hold 350 you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Solve world hunger. Tell no one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I can't cancel that again. This was the first time we kind of got a backstory for the Grinch too, right? Like yeah. with him as a kid and mm-hmm. with the razor. And... Yeah. I, I, that stuff. Yeah. I was just like, I, I guess they were just trying to fill time. I didn't need it. Right. Yeah. It, it, How do you make a 30 minute? Yeah, into a ninety minute. They had feature. to do something, and they just—I don't know. It's all cl- anytime he's not on screen. Anytime he's not on screen, it's a completely different movie, in my opinion. But when he's on screen, it's amazing. The, there's so many great gags. Is like when they they invite him to the Christmas Jubilee, whatever it's called, and they're just feeding him all these different like there's different there's pie baking contests, fudge contests, and they're force feeding him. And he's and by the end he he completely snaps and goes yeah come on and that's all you got and they're just shoving all this disgusting looking food in his mouth that's <laughs> yeah. great the cat that keeps attacking him while he's stealing all the presents is a fucking great visual gag I love that gag of every time he he opens cabinets the cat comes back out in three houses <laughs> yeah. and goes attacks him again that stuff kills me very funny stuff uh, and uh, and he's great in it again like uh, you would write it off because it's such a big broad silly comedy but he is really um, incredible in that film christine baranski is so funny christine baranski's funny in it too betty it's over a thousand years handcrafted over a hundred years old (laughs) (laughs) this this movie is my wife's one of my wife's favorite movies Mm. not like christmas movies like her family love she and her sisters love (laughs) this movie so when you drafted it i was like thrilled because i'm like well, now I know my wife will at least listen to this portion of this episode because <laughs> she absolutely she can quote like the whole movie. Her sister, her younger sister, could honestly do the movie from memory. I'm not even joking. like could just, you know, throw it out there. It's uh, it, I've, so I've seen it a lot now. I, I this was a, uh, for me a little bit of like a, a mit, just a miss. I was just like at the wrong age. Didn't care. You know, it was 14, 15, I guess, when it came out. Just didn't, it didn't resonate with me. And now I've seen it like 400 times. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, his physicality, again, it's his physicality. It's just like his full, he, no wonder he kind of retired from acting because he's probably just tired. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably just exhausted. 
that suit looks so uncomfortable. I would love for him to go back to stand up. Oh god! Oh like, my if god! Like, hey, you know, but you go back. He was very physical with his stand up too, so I think he'd have to change a little bit. His stand up was great. Like I've seen, like oh, I've yeah. seen, like a half hour special he did on Showtime years ago. And here comes Jim. <laughs> he was amazing. His stand up. He's an amazing performer, and it really shines through in this movie. So fun. He's mm-hmm. fucking his. It's a PG movie. Like it's 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 shovel. It's Christmas shovelware. Like movies like this. It or at least it it should be. But he is so strong in it that he elevates this PG. Fo- I, I, I'm laughing hysterically at a PG comedy aimed at like toddlers. I'm peeing my pants. That's how good he is. But it's still appropriate for them. Brennan, you said you had three. You were go. Which ones were they? So uh, it was gonna be. It was between. Uh, Asian Terra Pet Detective. Oh no, when nature calls. Sorry, which I which I call which I drafted, and I was deciding between that or uh, Batman Forever. Which that was my Jim that was on my short list too. I was surprised no one took that. I'm actually stunned that movie didn't get picked either, to be honest. And then uh, probably because of my yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that Paul, you introduced your third pick by saying you're going to go uh, off script a little bit, as though you didn't do that for all of your picks. <laughs> Cable guy was. Oh, not. I know, I know, I know. The, but though, I still man on the moon. Man, it was. I shocked me. I like because I. I think that's a <laughs> grossly underappreciated, under no, like not well known film. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, and then so, and then Bruce Almighty was my third one. That was I was, I was like this close, but I, when Nature Calls is just too iconic and too good. Like I, yeah. Bruce Almighty is great. It's a great movie. Hilarious. Also, kind of launched Steve Carell's career. Yeah, totally. Really, if that you, one scene. Yeah, I mean, like, just that scene, I, you know, was incredible. But, like, also Jennifer Aniston, another one who, like, that was, you know, 19 years ago. She looked good. Although, I say that, but then in We Are the Millers, come on. Oh, oh my God. Hey, We're the Millers, to me, top five I've laughed at a movie. Agreed, agreed. We're, we're, that movie's hilarious. hilarious. Fucking hysterical. That and... Hall pass, I feel like you're two very underrated where they legit made me el- like laugh hard. Yeah. Throughout the whole thing. We're the Millers is fu- is really funny. So it's so fun. And they're also they just announced they're doing I, a second one. Really? I've seen that. Yeah. I yeah. I've taken classes with the casting director from at Lisa Beach. Just because if you go look at her IMDB, Lisa yeah. Beach, the comedies that she has casted are some co- horrible bosses. Um <clears throat> the vacation movie, which was another one, was really funny. The new one mm-hmm. with um, Ed, Helms. Ed Helms. Ed Helms. That I thought was funny that no one wa- no, like, but she, like Lisa Beats. I'm like, I just want to work in one of your movies because you work in comedies that have like, like you with Jim, like have like, oh, when I started getting a comedy, these were the movies that I wanted to do. Hmm. Nice. So yeah, those, those, are, those are my three. I Batman Forever was super close because I thought then I would have had. But see, for me, the Riddler and the Mask, I feel are kind of similar. I know they're different, like worlds entirely. But he kind of was like this: the green. It's not just the green, but like the comedy style. They're just like goofy weirdos, you know. And so that's for me. That's kind of why I nudged away from that. And also that movie in general is just kind of garbage. <laughs> yeah, I was going to pick it for the joke value because there's a running joke on my show is that I'm obsessed with Batman, even though I don't think I am, which is weird. <laughs> Apparently I am. It's just it just keeps coming out. Uh, but I still have the Batman Forever clear glass mugs that they made for McDonald's. Do you remember those? They, <laughs> I, I, I probably do. I 
They were those clear glass mugs. I am a big, I collect a lot of promotional tie-in glassware. I don't know why. <laughs> Some of that's got to be worth something. by no. Probably. Oh, I have a lot yeah. of the original Star Wars, like Burger King mugs. Dude, I care. You got to look that up. Are you kidding yeah, me? I'm sure some of that's because they were they fetch a few bucks. I mean, not that you like you're doing it for the money, but, you know, I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's like if I, you know, everything shits the bed. That's that's the first thing to go with glasses. <laughs> yeah. the first line of defense against <laughs> the streets. My, yeah. I, I like the idea of you like ranting. Or you're like smoking a cigarette. And you're like my escape plan. Glassware. The glassware. <laughs> I've been stockpiling vintage emotional <laughs> glassware. <laughs> Don't worry, honey. I'll get us out of this. <laughs> I got. Rose again. Shot on Guys, it's been uh, immensely fun. Immensely fun. Yeah, this is got. We got to do this. Again. Yeah, this is great. Mm-hmm. I think I like the movies. <laughs> I think we. Uh, you know, when you got a catalog so deep, some there. You know, we'll do like a NFL draft follow-up. Best players not draft. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I really hope that. Um, I don't know the, the the feedback from these episodes. I'd lo- I'd love to see like listeners weigh in on the ones like we didn't take or ones they thought were drafted too high or whatever. Yeah, there's always a tinge of sadness when we conclude the drafts. So it's like we're not going to get mm. this anymore. Like this is just gone. Right to the Will Ferrell draft. But he, even he, like he's he can't go toe to toe with Kerry. No, 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 no. Like you there's going to be a lot of them through. in the I, third round. It's like. Yeah, you know. yeah, you're in trouble in the third round. Like Jim Carrey, I think we could have gone another round probably. Is Carrey the most talented guy ever? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yeah. Was that a fucking... Between his physicality and his just everything. The way his, like you said, pronunciations. There's nobody who could use, who could make as much of a meal out of every moment as he can it's like okay there's never a wasted moment it's like okay i'm st- i'm moving across the room how do i make that interesting and funny it's like jesus christ show off <laughs> over actor <laughs> over actor <laughs> over actor <laughs> do you call that justice no <laughs> i'd have gotten him 10 <laughs> <laughs> oh wait oh wait oh wait i meant to bring i meant to bring this up i'm glad i remembered and went to liar liar again i forgot we, we didn't talk about this but one of my absolute favorite lines from that movie is like uh the fact that my client has been ridden more than seattle slew is irrelevant because <laughs> i didn't know I, gotta go back I didn't know what Seattle slew was and it's, it's one of the horse it's one of the horses that won the triple crown <laughs> As like a kid, of course, right over my head. Oh yeah, no like, idea. Now, yeah, the fact that my client's been ridden more than Seattle Slew is irrelevant. <laughs> and also, and also, when he gets he gets the redhead—I can't remember her name—the redhead, the other defense attorney to say prenuptial agreements, and he does the prenuptial <laughs> agreement. He dances all the way to the judge. <laughs> oh, just never stops ever. Yeah. That guy. That movie is that both Ace Ventura's both Ace Ventura's liar liar for me are the three that he that he truly like it just you're you're tired when the movie ends like on his behalf mm-hmm. like yeah. those three he just never stops like as as Fletcher as Fletcher he is like in liar liar he is it, it's a it's he's putting out fires the entire movie. The entire, the entire movie. Entire it never movie. stops. <laughs> yeah. 
crazy. And I forgot how relentless that, that movie was. From 15 minutes in, just he does not stop. He just beats the living hell out of his body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he earned that fucking paycheck. Like he was getting paid a lot that time. It's like he's fucking he's like, oh, I'm gonna earn every fucking cent of it. No one earned their checks better than Jim Carrey. All right, boys. All right, All right. This was uh this was great. Hey, I enjoyed yeah, this. Thanks so much for having me on. I mean, all right, guys. See you guys. I know you better than you know yourself. You never had a camera in my head. You're afraid. That's why you can't leave. It's okay, Julian. I understand. I have been watching you your whole life. I was watching when you were born. I was watching when you took your first step. I watched you on your first day of school. <laughs> the episode when you lost your first tooth. You can't leave, Truman. Jesus. You belong here. You can do it. With me. Talk to me. Say something. Well, say something, goddammit! You're on television! You're live to the whole world! In case I don't see ya. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.